Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we talk about all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. I'm Shane Rawson and I'm joined by um, a guy that's had over 25 years of experience in, uh, in the air conditioning field. Uh, he's my brother as well uh, and all around nice guy, it's Brad Rawson. Hey Brad. Hello everyone, how are you? Good yeah, weekend? Sure. Oh yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was very nice. Woke up with a clear head, which is a nice oh, change. So you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you didn't. No, uh, no, definitely not. And another week ahead. Yeah. Probably some warm Back weather. Into it. This is new for us too, doing a morning. Yeah, that's right. Normally Normal afternoon with beers, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And coffee, it's all a bit weird. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Um, guys, we've got a very special guest uh, lined up today. Um, they're from a, uh, a global uh, business uh, you may have heard of called Panasonic. Um, and uh, with us we have the uh, National uh, Sales Manager um, and uh, we'd like to introduce Shane Quinn. Shane, g'day. Hey guys, how are we? Good, how are you mate? Yeah, fantastic, That's thanks. good, thank you for coming along. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's great to, um, yeah, great to be part of the new podcast series. Thank yeah. you. And how's your, uh, how's your weekend? Uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's nice and uh, nice and warm, which is always good for uh, air conditioning sales. Yeah, that's true. And you you guys have had the, uh, the the heat wave as we have here in Adelaide. So um, yeah, what's your week forecast looking like? Um, yeah, it's another another hot week this week, and uh, yeah, hopefully lots of people needing uh, new air conditioning systems and um, coming to see um, their you know local installer to do, uh, to get a quote and then purchase. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Are you based in Sydney, are you, Shane? Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm uh, born and bred in Sydney. Yep. Yep. And uh, and you've been with Panasonic for about 10 years, is that right? Yeah, 11th year this year, so wow. long, um, yeah, long time with Panasonic. What yeah. keeps you at a, in a business for that? That's a long, long stint for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I guess it's um, a number of things, but um, overall it's a yeah, really good company to work for. Uh, very honest, ethical um, and um, you know grassroots sort of uh, foundation in the company's history, which um, uh, is sort of still um, what we live and breathe today. So yep. uh, very um, very nice company to uh, to work for, and good um, good culture and climate for the general sort of uh, working week, which uh, which you know I guess keeps you coming back. I think they've um, they've been around for a long time, Panasonic. I think is that 100, 100 years, uh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, correct. Yes, yeah. Uh, last year was um, the hundredth birthday. Yep. So, um, so yeah, we had a bit of a, a celebration um, both locally and also a big um, celebration in Japan. So, I'm not sure who got to um, to blow out the birthday candles, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> would have been a bit of a job. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Shane, your your background, just to, to let the listeners know a bit about yourself. So, you you've kind of had that um, uh, quite a few years in air conditioning, and what what brought you to Panasonic? Okay, so my um, my sort of background is um, I've always been sort of a technically minded person and always um, uh, you know interested in consumer electronics products. And um, then I, I actually studied um, marketing and business at university. Um, then after that, I worked for a few different um, uh, advertising agencies and marketing agencies, mm-hmm. um, and then sort of got a feel for where I wanted to to go into the industry and um, mm-hmm. thought I wanted to work for a big, you know, um, 
consumer electronics experience that brought me into to Panasonic and then um, from there I evolved into um, pretty quickly into the um, to specializing in the air conditioning space um, and then yeah the rest is history so <laughs> no. Well done. And um, and so the hundred year celebration uh, last year. How long have um, Panasonic been involved with air conditioning as such? Yeah, so it's actually funny. It was a hundred years for um, total Panasonic. Yep. Um, do you know what the first Panasonic product ever produced was? Tell us. Uh, was it a uh, a light bulb or something? Oh, very good, very close. <laughs> so it was actually a um, a very simple little light bulb double adapter. So um, back then, Japanese households only had one um, electrical socket, which was basically the uh, light socket in the um, centre of the room. Yeah. Um, so um, our founder produced a, a very simple double adapter so they could have both light and maybe like a little heater or something at the same time. So um, That's where that, was the, that was the beginning of the company and, mm. and uh, yeah. The rest is uh, is history, as they say. Mm. Is that uh, um, 1894? Was it the um, the the birth of uh, Panasonic? Someone? Uh, no, 1918. 1918. Uh, see, yeah. See, uh, yeah. Google's not always ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was um, so that was what was 100 years ago, and then um, funnily enough, last year was also exactly the 60th year uh, for the air conditioning business. So. Um, it took them uh, took the company forty years to produce their their first air conditioning, but then yeah, for the last sixty years, um, we've been making a, a heap of different uh, air conditioning products. Back um, back in nineteen fifty eight was that uh, uh, window um, room cooler, um, and then obviously it's evolved a lot from there. <laughs> yeah, okay. And and what percentage of um, of product is um, is air conditioning overall? Do you think? Any ideas? Um, I actually don't have the exact figures, but as you know, yeah, Panasonic is a um, a massive global business, very diverse with um, the AV products that everybody knows mm-hmm. and yeah. probably has in their homes. Yeah. Um, as well as we've got um, automotive, aviation, um, and even construction industries as well. So mm. um, I'm not sure exactly what the the percentage is, but um, it is a um, one of our sort of strategic pillars of the um, of the company. Yeah. Would the would the residential market be a, a large part of that, or is it more the commercial side of things? Um, it's definitely um, definitely diversified across um, across both. Yeah. Um, here in Australia, where um, we'd, I'd say we're fairly strong in both residential and commercial. Mm. Um, in some other countries, they're really focused on um, on commercial, and then likewise in other countries, it's more residential. So it really varies. Yeah. Oh, interesting. What uh, What do you reckon the What's the, the the probably the best selling product when it comes to air conditioning? Would you say it's your ducted range or your your wall splits or anything other cassettes? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, we're sort of fairly strong here in Australia across um, domestic and um, commercial markets. And as you know, the product crosses over a lot between the or the common products between both sort of applications. So um, for us, um, we're very strong in the yeah wall hung split systems, um, multi split systems, um, and then the the ducted units definitely for residential. Yeah. And when when you look at um, some of the competitors. Um, like Panasonic, they're quite diverse in their product range, uh, ranging anywhere from, you know, like you say, TVs to, to air conditioning and anything in between. Um, ha- do you find that that's um, challenging in terms of someone who may have had a perhaps a, a negative experience uh, with a particular brand or product? 
Um, yeah, I think it's always um, always challenging from a branding point of view when you are a diversified company to um, to be known as an air conditioning company as mm-hmm. opposed to a company that only makes air conditioning. Yeah. Um, but um, but we actually find it to be more positive um, in the fact that. Um, you know, all Panasonic products are extremely uh, well-made, reliable, and sort of high-performing. So, um, when the customer does come, you know, to um, select an air conditioning product, um, they generally have had a positive experience with the brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that sort of translates across to um, to their purchase decision for uh, for air conditioning, and um, is more of a help than a hindrance, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And we've found that um, personally that um, Panasonic's support behind their product has been uh, second to none um, in our experience. So um, how important do you think the, the, the support is, mate? Yeah, definitely. So I think, um, as I mentioned, we've got some, um, you know, really good um, products um, and especially in the air conditioning category, um, you know, consumers and business you know, users of the product probably underestimate the, um, the most important feature. Um, they go through brochures and look at features and specifications and things like that but the most important feature of air conditioning is the reliability so um it's something that's hard to quantify or hard to you know look at a brochure and understand but um that's something that we pride our our our, you know company on and basically produce the products to be super reliable so that they're working on that you know 40 degree Mm. um afternoon um and that's not only in the you know um, design of the product, but also in the support structure that um, that's yeah. there. If if things do go wrong, um, we need to make sure that we can uh, you know fix them and uh, and be accountable um, as the manufacturer of the product to uh, look after the customer. And that would be a big uh, reason, I suppose, why you've got a um, a specialist um, network to do the um, air conditioning side of things. Um, being that you, it's a lot of it comes down to the design, and then obviously the installation side of it as well. Yeah, definitely. So um, I always say um, to people when they ask me about, um, you know, even just friends and family asking about what air conditioning to get, the product is only half the uh, the story. Um, as you mentioned, the other um, very, very important and equally important uh, part is the design of the system and the installation. So you can have the best um, air conditioning system, but if it's poorly designed or poorly installed, it's not going to perform. So um, we do go to market through a um, the Specialist Air Network, um, which is a national um, uh, group of uh, in- installers, mm-hmm. um, air conditioning contractors that um, are basically trained to um, correctly advise the customer on the um, the best suited product, yep. the correct um, capacity of the system, the best design, um, and then also um, provide the after sales service if and when things um, do go you know go uh, wrong down the track. Yeah. Yeah. How do we? How do you go in terms of? Um, do you ever come across where you may have uh, a client may have been given perhaps the incorrect advice in terms of? The, the right capacity size to suit a room or their their home. Do you, do you come across those challenges and how do you deal with those? Yeah, so I mean, there's always um, uh, there's always those um, type of scenarios that happen in the air conditioning space because there's no uh, exact prescriptive formula um, for exactly the best product to um, to satisfy every application, and that's why the um, 
the installer is so important in that in providing that correct advice up front yeah. um, to yeah. avoid that um, that scenario. But um, we always work with the customer and um, and try to help out as as obviously much as we can. Um, but um, yeah, every situation is as un- is unique. But yeah. um, all I would say is to um, for any of the listeners to definitely do your homework and speak to um, a you know qualified installer uh, before you start out, as opposed to after you've already made the wrong decision. Yeah, it's a very customised area, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Every house is different. Mm. Um, you know, if you go, if you walk down the street, you even see ten houses that look the same. Once you get inside and start looking at um, the size of the windows and the insulation and ceiling heights and um, you know um, the floor plan layout, mm. um, they'll probably each would have a slightly different. Um, you know, uh, application as far as um, the air conditioning system. So, um, if it was if it was easy, um, you know, we could, uh, um, you know, customers could just do it themselves. But it's um, it is a, a specialised, um, you know, trade that um, that requires that you know expertise to um, correctly design and size the the correct system. Yeah, that's it. Um, How's the uh, VRV side of things going? Is that coming into the uh, residential market more so these days than uh, maybe in the past, or is it fairly new for a residential type application? Yeah, so definitely VRF is... um is becoming quite a large part of the Australian market. Um, It's still... um, main application is commercial mm-hmm. um, but we're seeing VRF um, come into residential probably in two spaces the first one is um, the luxury house build yeah. um, where you know the um, you know if you're spending a few million dollars on a on a build um, the customer isn't satisfied with a you know a single large ducted system where every room's going to be the same temperature and uh, there's some you know compromises there they want individual um, you know on-off capability climate control uh, for each room of their house, yep. um, and not to mention, obviously, the size of the uh, the system can scale up to uh, to satisfy the large house as well. Yeah. Um, and then probably the other part of it is um, is some of the um, the newer uh, high density apartments, um, more so to do with um, uh, pipe lengths. So we can actually achieve a greater pipe length on um, oh, yeah. on VRF systems between the indoor and outdoor unit. And sometimes, again, due to the design of the building, um, the apartment um, you know architect or designer or developer may not want the um, the outdoor unit on the balcony. Yeah. In which case, we need to find solutions to. Uh, uh, to achieve that design, uh, but still obviously have all the uh, the residents happy and cool in their apartments. Yeah. For those uh, listeners who aren't familiar with the term VRV, Shane, um, uh, how does a VRV system differentiate between your standard ducted or wall split type system? Can you just explain that a little bit further? Yeah, definitely. So um, I'll use the term VRF because <laughs> VRF is the generic sort of um, term for the technology VR uh, variable refrigerant flow. It's yep. actually what it stands for. Yep. Um, so VRF is a single, um, usually large outdoor unit um, connected to uh, many indoor units. So instead of a yep. traditional um, split system that you may be familiar with where there's um, one outdoor unit connected to one um, unit inside your house. Um, a VRF system, um, you could have uh, one large outdoor unit, say 20 kilowatts, mm-hmm. and then there could be um, the equivalent um, of the same capacity of indoor units, but you may have it divided over five different indoor, indoor units. So you could have one large ducted system in the 
um, the living room and then a few smaller ducted systems in other rooms or, or bedrooms, each being able to be individually um, turned on and off and also um, with the ability to adjust the temperature um, independently um, between those um, different rooms because you do have that single indoor unit providing the air. Mm. It also gives you the ability to um, probably customise it more more to the uh, each individual house where you've got you may not have the the ceiling space, um, so you can you can go to things like bulkheads and um, you can have a combination of splits and bulkheads, ducted systems, and all that sort of thing. Is that that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I think at last count, our indoor um, range of, of VRF products is over 80 different um, units. Wow. So there's an infinite number of combinations um, in terms of capacities and also types. And as you mentioned, um, every, every building is different. Um, and so definitely um, we're seeing um, the, the one that you mentioned is space uh, considerations. We're seeing that become more and more um, prevalent in um, in the design of systems, yeah. and not every um, not every building has the space for a big twenty kilowatt ducted um, unit in the ceiling, and you you sometimes have to uh, to go to um, a greater quantity of smaller units, um, yeah, built into a bulkhead or above a wardrobe or you know something like that in yeah. um, in terms of fitting with the the overall design of the house. Yeah. So the benefit of um to the consumer really is number one you've got the capacity on side uh you've got the versatility to be able to pick and choose what you want to run when you want to run it at various temperatures and i guess the other benefit would be that you're not having multiple outdoor units uh congesting the side of homes that be fair yeah perfect and um and the last one's a, a big one because um you know houses are getting bigger but at the same time blocks are getting smaller so yep, yep. um so that outdoor space is at a premium yeah. um both in terms of um down the sides of the the house as well as um as well as out the in the backyard which is obviously important sort of family space and obviously the other thing that's uh, very important these days is the energy costs so um, these units um, are extremely efficient and uh, obviously save a lot in running cost. Yeah, that's right. So we, um, across the board, um, as I mentioned, reliability is, um, is probably our number one selling feature. But apart from that, uh, we do pride ourselves on producing uh, energy efficient products, um, you know, across the range from the smaller split system all the way up to the largest VRF system. Yeah. Um, and... Um, that really resonates with both the consumer um, who, you know, none of us like getting our quarterly power bill in the mail. Yeah. Um, you, want to, uh, you want to make sure that you're installing the most energy efficient products um, and then also with the business user as well um, because, again, that becomes a big overhead for the, um, for the business as exactly. uh, the price of electricity just seems to only be going one way. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and so just while we're on pricing and, and uh, you know, product pricing, how does or where does Panasonic see themselves across the, the air conditioning spectrum in terms of price? Yeah, so Panasonic would be definitely um, one of the premium um, offerings um, available in the market. Yeah. But um, I guess considering the quality, uh, reliability um, and energy efficiency that you're actually buying, I think they're uh, they offer great value to the customer. Mm. Um, you know, one of the principles of our our company um, all the way back in 1918 was to produce high quality, reliable products that are 
within reach and affordable to the uh, majority of you know people in society so we're not positioning our product to only be for the you know the super rich um, and at the same time we're not producing our products to be the cheapest um, and lowest quality product we're producing in that mass market um, type of segment that's after a high quality reliable dependable um, mm. product at a, at a reasonable price mm. yep fair call and I mean every business has its challenges we all do um, and I would imagine that Panasonic would be no different to that um, so how, how does Panasonic sort of what are the greatest challenges and how do they sort of overcome those yeah I think um, we've probably actually touched on the um, the biggest challenge um, in the you know, air conditioning market. When we've we've spoken before about the you know the design and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, the majority of people in Australia use um, their air conditioning system every day, um, whether it be at work or school. And I don't know any car now that doesn't have air conditioning as, yeah. as standard. But um, apart from that, it's not really something that we give a lot of thought to. So. Um, we take it for granted, and um, when it becomes um, time to replace or to, to add a, an air conditioner to your home, I'd say a lot of people um, probably don't um, do as much research as they, they probably could because it's not a it's not a sexy product like buying a new smartphone or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of money, but um, it's not something that we uh, we really um, give a lot of thought to after um, you know after we have it uh, keeping us comfortable. So. Um, I guess the biggest challenge is how we communicate that, you know, uh, quality and reliability piece to, to customers, um, you know, as our key point of difference. And um, the, you know, the main way that that actually happens today is probably more um, word of mouth. Um, so both in terms of um, experts in the industry through the installers um, recommending to their, their customer a quality product, mm-hmm. um, as well as the other customers that have, had a Panasonic um, air conditioning system for many years um, and had that um, enjoyment of reliability and comfort um, over that period and they, they do the promotion for us. Yeah. Is there anything um, that uh, excites you about the industry? Like is there a direction that the, the industry may be moving or is there something coming up that you think might be, um, might be a bit of a game changer? Um, so I guess... Um, the one thing about the air conditioning industry, it's not—it's um, uh, definitely never standing still. Um, it's always changing, so I guess that keeps it fresh and interesting yeah. and uh, and exciting. So, um, in terms of um, in terms of anything on the horizon, um, I mean, we're we're in the period of a, a large change at the moment, um, transitioning away from. Um, uh, different refrigerants that we've traditionally used uh, yeah. for many years to more energy efficient refrigerants. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on the sort of immediate horizon, and then uh, beyond that, um, yeah, it's up to the to the, uh, yeah. the, en- the engineers to uh, to yeah. design the next the next big thing. I think um, controls are a big thing, aren't they? They're obviously, with the Wi-Fi coming in and all that sort of thing, the remote remote uh, control side of things is uh, probably where where most manufacturers are looking to, to um, head? Yeah, definitely. So um, we, we're definitely moving um, quite rapidly in that, um, in that direction. Um, and, you know, Wi-Fi control and smartphone control mm-hmm. and, and beyond that sort of home automation um, type piece, we see becoming more and more um, a standard as opposed to a, a luxury. You only need to look at... Um, how many people have a you know like a Amazon Alexa or a Google Home in yeah. their 
their houses. Um, I'd say it's probably at the sort of um, novelty or early adopter stage at the moment um, because it is a bit of a gimmick like in terms of the amount of things you can do but we see that over the next few years becoming a, um, a standard that you will walk into your house and you know turn your lights on and turn your air conditioning system on um, with your voice yeah. um, as opposed to uh, going and grabbing the remote controls so yeah. um, that's a that's a big one the other one is um, is as I mentioned we've uh, we're transitioning to these um, higher efficiency, uh, more environmentally friendly refrigerants. And yeah. one of the things that's allowed us to do is actually make our products smaller. So um, because it is more efficient, um, the, the latest refrigerant we're using is called R32. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have the ability to make um, products smaller than we ever have before. So for example, we've got our our new 14 kilowatt ducted um, that we've recently redu- uh, released. Mm-hmm. We've reduced the size of the outdoor unit to be under a meter high. So um, it's about 370 millimeters deep. So um, traditionally these units would be large bulky units that would either block up the side of your house or um, you'd have to put out in the backyard taking up some of that sort of space for your kids to play. Yep. Um, but the um, the new ones, we've, uh, we've sized them down dramatically so that it is um, that sort of out of sight, out of mind um, mm. unit down the side of the house so you can still get your wheelie bit passed and you're, um, you're not sort of taking up any of that valuable, um, you know, real estate as the, the price of real estate is, uh, yeah. is very expensive. Mm. And it's, it also gives um, options too from the from installing perspective. Um, as you said before, quite rightly, that the blocks are getting not bigger and the houses, the houses are getting bigger. Uh, which means that we have less space, as you said, to put these outdoor units. And, of course, it's causing recirculative issues with the units being on the ground at size of houses. So by reducing the physical size of these units gives us more options to be able to put them up on a, a you know, wall bracket and get them up above a fence line or perhaps a roof uh, roof mount. So it, it certainly opens up options by, by doing that. Yeah, definitely. And that's one of the... Um that's one of the, um, the things that we do as a business is we constantly talk to um, our customers and our ins- installers because mm-hmm. they are um, also an important stakeholder. If there's a product that um, is going to um, you know, work in a challenging environment or situation or something that's easier to install, we want to um, take all that feedback on board and design the products to, um, to satisfy or to solve all those problems that um, installers come you know, up against every yeah. day when they're out in the, um, in the market. Mm. And, and uh, were you always uh, was that always the grand plan was to get the air conditioning chain, or you you had a aspiration to be a fireman, or, or? <laughs> <laughs> it, so, probably, um, it probably is a fireman. <laughs> Fires out everywhere. <laughs> um, so I guess um, I was, as I mentioned, I was always um, technically minded, and um, I think through school and even you know just before university, I was actually probably heading more towards the um, something like a architecture or engineering or industrial design type field, and then yeah. had a sort of last minute um, change of change of direction for I can't even remember why, but um, in the end, I guess this career has um, has allowed me to you know pursue my business and you know um, leadership sort of aspirations in in management. Uh, but at the same time, still um, rooted in selling a technical product um, because that, it is quite a um, complex and technical product we are selling across um, mm. the various product ranges that we have. So um, it does combine both of those um, those interests quite well. So mm. 
um, I wouldn't say I've uh, I've gone in the <laughs> completely uh, opposite direction to what I originally sort of had in mind. Yeah. Cool. And so, just another question: which, Is there anyone that you'd like us to speak to? Like anyone you'd like us to interview? Um, haven't really thought of that, but cool. uh, yeah, the um, yeah, not really. I guess. Uh, I'll put you on just the spot abroad, Yeah, yeah. Just a, <laughs> I guess just a broad, um, yeah, broad cross section of, um, uh, yeah, of the market, and um, and maybe even a, um, you know, a typical consumer to understand, you know, what their, you know, motivations are when yeah, they're deciding good. to to put a ducted system in their house or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So, we're going to uh, jump into keeping it cool in the hot seat now, mate. So, um, this is where I just ask you a series of quick questions just to finish off a bit of fun. Uh, your shortest answers would be appreciated. But uh, yep. you, you ready for this? Yep. Okay, let's jump in. Your time starts now. NRL or AFL? NRL. Your favourite team? Manly. Manly. Beer, wine, spirits or all three? Beer. Beer, any favourite? Uh, I like Japanese beers in line with the brand, so <laughs> nice. something like a, a Sapporo or a Asahi, yeah. Very good. If you could change your name, Shane, what would it be? Um, Shane's a great name. It is, so I agree with you, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't say I've ever been asked how to pronounce it, so I'm pretty, yeah, pretty happy with it. So, not not a silent cue in there or something. No, or a, no, no, no okay. it's pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. <laughs> if you're on a desert island with one person, who would it be, please? Uh, my fiance, uh, um, because in case in case she ever in case she ever listens to this podcast. Yeah. Have you noticed there's a thing here, Brad? <laughs> yeah, Dave there is. All, is that. Everyone it's, says that. It's magic. Okay. <laughs> um, are you a morning person, Shane? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, if you could be an animal, what would it be and why? Uh, it'd have to be an orca. Um, so very, very intelligent um, uh, animal, basically. Oh. Just gliding through life. Yeah, that's right. Very nice. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Well, I hate um, sitting on planes for hours, so I'd, I'd like to be able to teleport. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Or, or have a Superman coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last gift you gave someone. Uh, bottle of scotch. Well, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it? No, no. Um, your favourite smell? Cinnamon donuts. Oh. Favourite noise? Uh, the lack of noise from a well-installed Panasonic air conditioner. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and your ideal Sunday? I'd uh, have to say... Um, swim at the beach in the morning and then just chill out in the afternoon. Maybe watch a, a movie or... Um, yeah, sort of relax ahead of the, the week ahead. Beautiful. And your porn star name? Bodie Broadwaters. <laughs> <laughs> you actually now, is that is it? Is that because you've 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 taken your what is it your street name and your first cat or first animal's name? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, first pet and street name. Just just for the the listeners' sake, that name again, please. Bodie Broadwaters. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, your most embarrassing moment? Um, I can't think of anything too embarrassing, but um, I was uh, last year I went to northern Norway, right up in the Arctic Circle, 
um, and we had to walk across. I was part of a small tour group. We had to walk across a frozen lake um, that was really smooth and, and slippery. Um, all of the other rest of the group were from countries like Canada and um, places like that, which obviously used to walking on ice. I was like the um, the Bambi on ice that was <laughs> couldn't couldn't stay on my feet and slipping over. So. Um, <laughs> Just like, like any, a baby uh, giraffe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brad was like that just, on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like any um, any good uh, you know tradesperson that gets something wrong, I just blame my shoes. So. <laughs> well done. All right, mate. Well, you've done well. That that pretty much wraps us up. You've uh, you've nailed every one of those questions. So well done. Thank and, you, uh, mate. We want to just say thanks very much for taking time out of your day. And, and Monday is always a difficult day to. To do this sort of thing, but we we thoroughly appreciate uh, your time, and um, yeah, we we look forward to speaking to you again. Yeah, um, thanks, and it's um, yeah, it's great, um, and we really appreciate the opportunity. And um, if anyone uh, listening wants to uh, to know more about Panasonic air conditioning or speak to a um, a specialist air network installer for some advice about the correct um, air conditioning system for your home. Um, just head to the Panasonic website. There's a request a quote function there, and then um, someone will be in touch with you to um, to give you some advice. And Panasonic on the social pages, Shane. Yeah, so we've got um, obviously all the um, the typical um, Facebook, etc. Yeah, it's a it's a complex world to negotiate the whole social media, especially with a company with uh, very diverse products. But um, but yeah, we're definitely across the uh, all of the main social network platforms. Yeah, Ripper, we'll put a um, a link to the Panasonic website in our sh- uh, in our show notes as well, so people can jump on there. But uh, mate, thanks again. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks very much, mate. All right, guys. Well, thanks uh, very much for sticking around. Listen to the, another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. We appreciate and value your support. So um, if you uh, want to learn more about us, head to the airconditioningpodcast.com and our social media pages as well. But uh, until the next episode, Brad. Adios. Take care. See you guys. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.